As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I recorded the last episode of season one of Submitted for Your Approval, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't have any... I usually have guests on there, but I didn't this, this time around because I was like, okay, I want to get everybody's reviews and everything... Uh, for for the episode and i sat there in sat here in my garage that entire time just talking to myself right and you know how i you know how i am at parties and large get-togethers where after the get-together is done i'm like ah i don't want to be around anyone <laughs> well well talking to myself was just as exhausting <laughs> it, and i didn't want to be near myself when i was done at that uh, point you just like take a Benadryl or something. You're just like, you know what? I'm checking out. Let me, let me, let me down this with some, with a vodka tonic and just, just call it a day. <laughs> Every time I walked past a mirror, I, I looked away. Just, so we wouldn't <laughs> just to avoid it. the social interaction with yourself. <laughs> Hello everybody. This is Travis. Hello, Travis. I'm Brandon, and <laughs> oh. welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. We we should nail down an intro one day. You know, n- not any day soon, but one day we'll we'll get an intro figured out for the show. Should I mean should we should we do that? You think that's you think we should do that? I don't know. I'm sure some professional podcast out there actually has a good intro, but that's just not our style, Brandon. Like like where they say. <laughs> Hey, I'm Brandon, and I'm Travis, and welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, where we talk to you about movies, games, pop culture, and we use articles that we found <laughs> as a basis for a conversation. I, I, think you, I think you're well on your way to actually creating a legitimate intro for the show. For th- those of us just joining. Or <laughs> which means you need to calm down, back up. That is, you know, that is not what we're doing here. Um, but, but yeah, like you said... <laughs> We we have an article this week that was pretty interesting from the Atlantic, uh, that spawned some discussion between the two of us as well as some inspiration from Hollywood about different movies that have tackled the subject. So, and we'll and get it, into that in just a little bit. If, and if, it was a movie spawn. Yeah, Todd, it was Todd McFarlane's uh, spawn. Real? No, I'm joking. 
real talk, bro. <laughs> there is an individual in my new office uh-huh. who has a collection of Spawn action figures pinned to the wall in his office. GTFO. So, so take that or leave it. I have a ton of action figures directly behind me right now, so <laughs> I'm not judging. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, speaking of Spawn, it was on TV at work the other day. You know, because they have the the news on one screen, and then they have other and random then, movies, and then really random, like <laughs> '90s, yes, uh, comic uh, book films. Guess what? Spawn was on there, and it looked, it looks, it looks really bad. I, I forget it looking that bad <laughs> when I saw it. Uh, John Logazamo, God, he looks so great. And in by great, I mean bad. Right. Uh, by great, I mean the opposite of great. But I, I do like that the main actor uh, is Black Dynamite still. So hey, you know, there you go. Uh, anyway, so if you have an interesting article or story that you think would make for a good topic on the show, please hit us up on social media or. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere, and, and let us know about those stories. We'll try to incorporate that into a future episode. This week, we were talking about space, not the final frontier. The, I mean, it is, but we're not talking about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, this, this is an article uh, from The Atlantic called An Epochal Discovery. Yes. A, a, habit, a habit of, I see, I did it. I did it already. <laughs> uh, I, I, I messed up this word before we yeah. started. A, a habitable uh, planet orbits our neighboring star. Yes, uh, it's by by, Re- by Rebecca Boyle. Uh, and and basically, we will include this in the show notes, uh, a link to the article. But basically, what's going on is Alpha Centauri, uh, which is a the, our closest neighboring star system. There is a. It's actually Proxima Centauri. Okay, so that was believed to be our closest yes. one, but there is a closer one, Proxima Centauri. Actually, and actually. It, <laughs> as I push on my glasses. <laughs> uh, let me step in here. You see, in <laughs> through my telescope. Uh, did you detect a, a, a faint, uh, what is it, a, like a wiggle, a wobbling? To determine whether or not, uh, in in that in that star system, there is a planet that orbits the star, and it is believed that it orbits in this area that would actually make it a planet that could be habitable. Habitable, you know, just... something for something for that we could live on. I'm gonna keep an eye on you, and anytime, a- anytime word... I struggle with that word, habitable. anytime that word is habitable, about to come I got up. it. Or you just like hold up your finger and be like, "Go, Brandon." Uh, so, habitable. So let's let's talk a little bit of the specifics about this planet real quick before we get into some of the movies and stuff that got us thinking when after we read this article. Uh, it zips around its namesake star every eleven point two days. So a year is eleven point two days, which seems like really short. Uh, I don't know how seasons would work. It also they also say it's uh, likely locked in place like the moon. So instead of instead of rotating like the Earth, it it just stays in one position as it orbits around. So I think like the same side would always be facing the sun, if that makes sense. How like uh... we always we we always see the same side of the moon when we look at it because the oh. moon isn't spinning. Does it, does that make sense? 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you now. Yeah, okay. So so I read that wrong, right? When I think of like orbit, I think of hey, day and night. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, holy crap! No, that's what a year is. You it, dumb. Yeah, dummy, dumb. Let's go back to like third grade <laughs> astronomy. Uh, an orbit would be like a year, and then every time it would spin around would be like a day. But it, it basically, it would always be day in one geographical area and night in another area. Which yeah, day- <clears throat> they have they have said that in the article that if there is water on that planet, that uh, could seriously affect like tides and things like that because yeah. uh, the way the water would or wouldn't move um, due to gravity and things like that. It, it, it could be, it would be very different um, from earth in a lot of ways, but because of its distance and, and because of the strength of the star, it's a, it's a pale red dot versus, I don't know, whatever our sun is considered. It's not as strong. (laughs) It's not as strong. So it's closer to the sun, but it's in the right area for, for you right. know, life on it. Um, yeah, which what, which is which is weird, right? They're like, well, uh, the and the title of the article I think is a little bit misleading, right? Because it says a habitable a habitable planet orbits our neighboring star, but they don't actually know if it's habitable. It's actually in a habitable zone, right? So exactly, like, yeah. so it's like if somebody very 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 far away a galaxy saw Earth, but they couldn't see on the Earth. There's like, okay. Earth is just in a spot where it could be habitable, possibly. Yeah, and, Which, and I think even though we don't have all the specifics about the planet, it's still a pretty incredible discovery. When you think, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, we did, we would look out into space and be like, yeah, statistically, there's got to be life out there because there's so many stars and so many systems, and it's it just it doesn't... Um, when you think about it statistically from a math point of view, the odds of us being the only thing are very slim, but now you start looking at, you know, this hard data and you're starting to see through the, the technology in our telescopes and, and, and space programs and things like that, like hard data of planets that exist in orbit around other suns or other stars mm-hmm. that live in that, that zone where life could exist now, does this mean that there's any kind of life on there? Not specifically. And and does it mean that it's a place that would support human life at some point? No. We don't know that either. But it, again, opens up those questions. And these are questions that I think have been asked throughout our history, throughout um, different stories, and, of course, in movies and film like that. So, uh, so yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I think it's... I think it's... I think it's really cool how they can find this planet and they can say like, ah, oh, you know, it's, it's in, it's in this zone. It's in this, this hot, this good spot. I'll say hot spot, right? Cause it's, cause it's in the sun, <laughs> but not too uh, hot, but not too, but not too hot. The perfect hotness. <laughs> it's like uh, the Goldilocks of, of planets. It's like, ah, oh, it's too cold. It's, it's right. like, it's like when you find that girl, that's like, you know, she's, she's, she's good looking but she's not so good looking that like she would never try right. to date you that you like, feel intimidated by yeah her. exactly it's, it's just right in that right amount of hotness Be- because because she's right next to like a really hot friend <laughs> and you know she's she's like oh my god kathy gets all the attention 
Uh, Did we just dip into your dating strategy? No, I've never, I've never dated a girl named Kathy. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because she's too hot. That's what we just established. Uh, No, uh, but the thing is, like, they they find this, but it's weird to me that they don't know basic things. I mean, that they can't know things like, oh, does it have water? What are the what's things you don't even think about, like the magnetic poles? Um, If there's even atmosphere, right? We think of. I think of planets just naturally having atmosphere, but not necessarily an atmosphere that is conducive to life. I, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger made it very clear in in Total Recall <laughs> that that not every planet necessarily has. Give these has people it. Out. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's it's one of those things where uh, the article talks about how the planet was discovered that it was actually orbiting, and it was just through like the very slightest wobbling. Yeah, uh, and, the wobble and, technique. Right. And <laughs> and so really they're studying all this data and it's not clear cut. It's this these tiny little bits of information that have very little variations. And through those variations, they say, oh, okay, yeah, this, this is an orbiting planet that is probably impacting or living in the zone. So... Yeah. So just to get like a, a probe out far enough to get decent data on that planet will take a really, really long time. Yeah, that that wobbling thing is cool to me, right? Because uh, in order to they, they thought they saw a planet and they used the wobble technique, essentially. They thought they saw a planet, but what they did was they had to like observe that area of, of space for a long time. Right. Exactly. And, and what they found was like uh, through the telescope the planet was coming towards getting uh going away from the star uh it would like turn blue just very faintly and if it was going towards the star then it would turn red so that's how they could see the orbit like okay it's it's blue now now it's going away it's red yeah it's uh, just like the the faint discoloration uh towards either end of that spectrum was enough of an indicator for them to be right. like okay yeah this is this is an orbiting which is also how i used to date <laughs> uh the wobble technique <laughs> like oh uh she's she's turning look for details on the wobble technique <laughs> later in the show notes yeah uh, that's, a, that's a different episode that's an episode on love <laughs> uh yeah so i mean it's it's encouraging i think it's i think it's an interesting thing uh a lot of oh. times what oh, oh, oh uh, this is another joke about a love kind of but you you're <laughs> You're mentioning the the how we get more data on on the the planet, right? Yeah. And and uh, a couple months back, they announced this system where um, it's basically uh, disc shaped probes, and they leave kind of like bread tr- uh, breadcrumbs throughout space, and that uh, uses a laser to relay information back to Earth. So it maintains that uh, communication between all these discs uh, to far reaches of space, all the way back to Earth. And I, and I bring that up the love thing. Because my my first girlfriend in high school, she sat down with one of the engineers on that program, and she's like, he's like, hey, how how do you think? How would you do this? And she's like, you should leave breadcrumbs. So <laughs> so my ex girlfriend, who's super super smart, uh, she pretty much helped develop that. So that's uh, she, and that's she, a real story. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's not even me making that up. She. God, she's so she's so smart. 
I, I was having a hard time following where you were going with that. And I'm like, oh, no, you, you just really dated a really smart person that figured yeah. out this, this space she, technology. Uh, you, know, you know she's smart because she's not with me anymore. Yeah, yeah. Which, what does that say about Chelsea? Okay. Hey, I've stuck with you for <laughs> like a year and a half. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, sexy babe. Well, uh, I think that's a good transition into talking about uh, not the things that we speculate on, not the things we read in articles, but the stuff that we really know about, and that's movies. Uh, so, <laughs> so space ex- ex- exploration, um, you have a whole bunch of movies and things written down here in, in, in the bones. Um, is there, is there any, anything you want to start with? Any, any property that, that really piqued your interest after, after reading this article? Oh man. Uh, absolutely. So next month, civilization six is coming out. <laughs> Civ and- six. Civ six and at Civ five, I have three hundred eighty four hours on record playing. <laughs> uh, just just to throw that out there. Um, I don't know if that's something to be proud of or not. <laughs> We're just we'll just let that statistic live on its own. I uh, I'm so excited for Civ six to come out and and you know if you ha- guys haven't played Civ six, you know there's different ways to to win the game. Uh, there's cultural, there's war victory, basically. Uh, and then there's scientific victory. And the scientific victory is like always, you know, you start the game in the prehistoric era, kind of, and then you start building up, building up to till you go to a different planet. You send your people off to explore different planets. And so the, the whole Proxima Centauri type stuff, that reminds me of we're almost to that scientific victory. <laughs> Humanity Achieve- is almost... Om- as as a human race, achievement unlocked. <laughs> we've almost beat the game. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a good point. This this is a scientific victory, if you will, um, or at least it, we're we're nearing it. We haven't we're, completed. We're nearing it. We haven't hit all the checkbox to we're, to we're, meet the requirement. Quite we're building yet. the boosters right now, <laughs> uh, and then then we uh, build the pod later. Uh, but it takes a lot of turns, you know. So many it turns. does. It does. <laughs> uh, the the other game that that you mentioned is uh, a, a a very recent game that's come out not on the Xbox, so I haven't gotten a chance to play it. But that's No Man's Sky, yeah, uh, which deals again with a lot of that space exploration, a lot of going to different planets and um, yeah, like researching if, them and things like that. Like if Civ is the 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 path we take to space uh, exploration. You know, getting that science all the way up to that point in time, like No Man's Sky is supposed to be that uh, the the discovery aspect of it, like actually going out into space, discovering new worlds to inhabit, uh, habitualize, <laughs> habitualize. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I like the idea of No Man's Sky. I would like to play it at some point in the future. the The one thing I feel like that doesn't really jive with the story, if you will is that we have maybe found a planet that is habitable, but it's so far away and it's going to take so long for us to even find out more hard data about it yeah. that it's, it is more like in civilization where we're just still on this planet kind of reaching for the stars. <laughs> we're not out there zipping around from planet to planet and really getting a chance to explore them and see oh you know this one would be nice but everything's on the cob get out of here get out of here you know that sort of thing uh, <laughs> yeah yeah which, yeah. like i'm we're, i'm still on earth like pushing my religion i hate <laughs> cough uh you know 
Yeah, it, it is funny uh, when they talked about the like eleven point two day orbit. Uh, one of the first things I thought of is the last episode of season two, of Rick and Morty, when they go on that tiny planet <laughs> where like, <laughs> like, oh, that's a different planet. like, that's a... like the tiny one that they end up settling on, where like uh, they can walk. I think Morty like throws a frisbee and it just goes all the way around the planet and he catches it on the other side or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I'm wondering how much space there is for everybody <laughs> on, on this rock. Um, but yeah, and, and then space exploration, it's not always, uh, you know, it's not always a brave new world with, with maybe no. life out there that's going to greet us in a, in a, in a peaceful way. No, and there's no, no, been, no. been several, uh, examples of that maybe going awry i mean throughout film history there really there really are (laughs) like i I almost wonder are there are there a lot of movies where it turns out all right where it's just like no everybody's cool uh was con uh, i mean contact i think contact they weren't really violent were they with like jody foster i i don't i don't know how many i i don't i don't know about contact i don't know about how many movies there are where like the discovery portion turns out well right yeah Yeah, fair enough uh but you know like when when space is pre-established then everything's fine like star Star trek or star wars yeah we 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 get past all that infancy where everybody's just killing each other and then it's like all right let's just go and like have pod races it's all good (laughs) it's all good i I talked i talked to some dude yesterday uh at at a kid's birthday party and he was like yeah, I like I like the the prequels. They weren't let they didn't let me down at all. And then you're like Chelsea, get the kids. We're leaving. I was like I was like, <laughs> you know, I I like you, man. I like <laughs> you, but I'm struggling. Don't don't ruin this. <laughs> don't and, ruin what we have. <laughs> and that's why I never want to discover a planet with him. Fair because, enough. Fair enough. Know, I hope he, he he'll be like first inaugural pod races <laughs> of the new planet. I dub this planet Pod Race Planet. <laughs> Who let Lucas back in here? Get uh, out of here, George! Get out of here! There's no arguing with that guy. Let me tell you. Uh, uh, but but yeah, no, I I don't. I think there are very few movies where they discover them that it doesn't turn out bad. You know, like like Alien, for instance. Uh, yeah. You always you if there's life on this Proxima Centauri planet. You know, there, I'm sure there's going to be just chest bursters. <laughs> uh, there has to be. Where's, it's just something my, that's going to happen. There's my guy right there. <laughs> you got him. I got. Wee. Yeah. Oh, uh, that guy's cute. Where'd you get that? I think that was Tra- a. Lo- I think that was a loot crate item. Oh man, yeah. Travis. Travis has this really cute alien. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you've actually. Have you seen Alien? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, one, you're one, allowed... one of the few films that on this podcast you brought up <laughs> that I have seen. You're, um, allow- you're allowed to keep them then. I haven't not, seen Prometheus yet, but I have seen Alien and Aliens, I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, so he, he gets to stay on the wall. But yeah, it's and I mean, not everything is as dire as, as Alien, um, <laughs> but it's it's one of those things I, I have a hard time believing that especially within this close of a proximity, that there's going to be an advanced life form that's just like, like on the same tier as us, like the same level as us. Sure, where collecting like, action figures. And... Yeah, like just and doing like 
podcasts on their in yeah. their free time. <laughs> um, you know, they're either they're either probably podcast racing, big, big time podcast race. Oh, yeah. write that down as a new podcast we can do. Got it. Um, uh, they're probably either far further back than us developmentally, or they're way ahead of us, and they're just biding their time before <laughs> before they just you know. Uh, take us over uh there's there's a movie that uh came out a few like a year or two ago uh with matthew mcconaughey interstellar which is super long and and somewhat difficult to get through It, it had mixed reviews but it really dealt with this idea of our world coming to an end and us having to look outward towards uh the universe for a new place to settle and and I think that always is something that you think about when you hear about a discovery like this. Like, okay, here's a plan B. You know, if 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 we if we really mess up and our carbon footprint is way too high and we end up breaking this planet, is there another option? Is there a Wally scenario where Walmart <laughs> can can get us to a new planet um, and in the meantime feed us lots of junk food on floating chairs? So anyway. You know, that could happen. It could. Yeah. Mick World. <laughs> but, yeah, so Interstellar dealt a little bit with this, like, let's send some astronauts out, check out these planets, and see what is or isn't habitable. Yeah. And then figure out what's the best possible solution for uh, the future of the human race. And And I could see, realistically, this being something where maybe... I would say Mars is first. That's probably safe to say. They'll probably send a team to Mars, even as just like a test bed. Yeah. But they, I could see 100, 200 years, whatever, uh, us sending candidates out to be like, hey, go check out this really distant planet and see if there is life there or if it's a place that could support human life. And and maybe in that time we discover other planets that are possible candidates. Who knows? But um, that kind yeah. of that kind of stuff has always kind of been interesting to me. I I think I think it won't be a hundred to two hundred years before we send Canadians out into space either. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> Canadians obviously. Oh, candidates. Candidates. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I always get those. I get those words confused. We're Can- only accepting candidates from Canada. Yeah, the the Democratic Canadian? What? Um Yeah. So would you would you ever want to be on one of those teams? Like No. I mean, if you didn't have a family, right? If you didn't have a family or anything to love or care about back on her. <laughs> <laughs> if I had no social attachment whatsoever. <laughs> um in that case, I guess maybe. No, I don't know. It's it's not really ever been something that was a draw for me where I was like, yeah, I want to be the first person to visit a planet. Right. You know, I want to be the first one to venture out and, and see what's out there. I will leave that to other people that have that sort of motivation and then wait back with uh bated breath for their report on how everything <laughs> turned out. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I- I'm perfectly fine waiting here with my action figures and, and the comic books and, and and seeing seeing how it all turns out. I think that's my problem. Is I, I don't know if I'd want to even you know even if I didn't have uh, in the family right because and this is a very selfish reason. 
I don't think they have good internet up in space. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Wi-Fi is terrible. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, if I can't be playing Civ Six with John <laughs> Coffelt, then then what's what what's life worth living? I mean, there is an argument that they could, you know, fill a whole area with all of the movies and entertainment and all kinds of, you know, books and all that other stuff for learning. Uh, and, and, and they could keep you very occupied, but that's, you know, and and then there's the other possibility. And this, this gets back to like interstellar where maybe they do like sort of like a cryo sleep type, Hey, you're going to get in there and fall asleep. And then you're just going to wake up again. Years will have passed, but to you, it will be moments. Yeah. Um, which would be kind of. That, which, is what ha- which is what happens in between Alien and Aliens. So Yeah. I, that aspect of it does seem kind of cool because it's probably as close as you can get to time travel without actually having to invent a time machine. Yeah. Uh, and really, it's just taking a, a really good nap. <laughs> but <laughs> but there, it's also there, the whole premise of Futurama. So, I mean, there, you know, what are you going to do? There, there's, a, there's a really good story uh, by Stephen King and Skeleton Crew, and it's called The Jaunt. And the, the story is... Um, they they figured out how to do um, just instantaneous travel teleportation mm-hmm. kind of, right. uh, but it's it takes place in kind of like this uh, airport kind of terminal where this family is about to go into the jaunt, and this little boy is asking his dad like, "Hey, what's the history of this technology?" And so the dad is is telling him like this kind of like in flashbacks like, "Okay, the scientist did this, and he found that when the rats went through to teleport, they came out on the other side kind of comatose, mm-hmm. and eventually they found out that." Uh, it, you have to be put to sleep in order to go through the jaunt. Otherwise, it feels like an attorney to you. And, and so the end of the story, the family goes through, and the kid comes out, and he's got gray hair. He's just he's freaking out. He's not comatose, but he's like, it is an eternity, Dad. It's an eternity going through that. And uh, it's, it's a really good story, but that's what it, it kind of reminded me of that. The whole, <laughs> like, like going to sleep and then just... So much time has passed, and uh, I mean, it's a little bit different because it's all in the mind. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. I you you get into the whole theory of relativity and all that stuff, and yeah, if you travel at near light speed, then time passes differently for you than here on Earth, and it that kind of stuff is always just kind of a trip to me. Like if I if I left to go visit another planet, and when I got there, I felt like I was six months older but my kids were the same age as me you know when i when i got there like that's a trip that's weird it i don't i don't think i would like that very much uh i I would feel bad like i missed like some of those formative years in his life but then on the other hand i'd be like oh cool now we can party (laughs) let's hang out oh wait i'm on the other side of the galaxy sorry bro oh well the wi-fi is really good going through this black hole over here (laughs) You know, because I imagine going back to the whole internet, bad internet thing, like when I was in Korea just trying to play League of Legends with my brother in <laughs> Los Angeles, like there was so much lag. So I can't even, I can't imagine playing yeah. LOL with the, it now. The FaceTime across, you know. FaceTime, FaceTime. The FaceTime in, in, in a galaxy far, far away. It's um, just oh my God. Be. It's a FaceTime continuum. <laughs> That's 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 the dad joke of the episode right there. 
um well yeah i don't know i think this is interesting stuff i'm i'm thankful for scientists that dedicate their entire lives to finding the wobbles on 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 the telescopes and and figuring this stuff out and i who knows it it could be within our lifetime that we find out enough about the the galaxy and things to know that there are planets where there are at least places for us to live if there's an already life there um so yeah it's pretty cool uh anything anything else you got on this before we no no way no how man no way no how i i think that's i think that'll do it uh you guys you guys listening uh you know if you have any thoughts on movies or shows or books or stories that apply to this topic shoot them our way and and let us know what you think we i know we've i know we've missed some uh i there has to be some that we've missed or if there's any movies about like discovering something where it doesn't end up completely bad. Yeah, if if there's is if there's some movie out there where it turns out all right, we definitely want to we want to have those examples pointed out to us. Uh, you can do that a lot of different ways. You can of course email us apatheticenthusiasmshow at gmail dot com. You can go like our Facebook page facebook.com slash apatheticenthusiasmshow. Hit us up on Twitter at apathusiast. Or over on Instagram at apathetic underscore enthusiasm. Uh, I got a brand new phone, so I've been Yo. checking. I've been checking all of those things incessantly. Uh, try not to send me an audio message because I don't have a headphone jack anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, I'm living without it. I'm living a brave new world without a headphone jack. Yeah, for, it's for okay. the time for the time being. Soon enough, it's going to be habitual. Ha- habitable. My my phone will be habitable. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please send us those topics. Uh, we love your feedback. If you enjoy the show, do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave a, a five-star review. It would really help the show get out to more people. You could also do that on any pod catcher that you happen to listen to. Uh, the one thing I didn't mention is head over to apatheticenthusiasm.com. That is our website where we have all of our podcasts as well as video content, a blog from time to time. But head over there. You can get links to all the social stuff as well. But it's it's a really good place. If, if you know someone that might be interested in the show, send them to the website and they can find content that they really enjoy. And thank you so much for that, Travis. I want to I wanna put this last bit out there. Our podcast fantasy showdown update. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> uh, what was the bum, bum, what, what is it? ESPN thing? A uh, sports center. What sports da, center? Da, 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 da. <laughs> Dang it. Why did I forget that? I know that. <laughs> uh, we pretty much won our second week in a row, uh, but all our <laughs> other fantasy leagues are crashing and burning. So. Yeah. I'm losing money left and right in fantasy, except on the fa- podcast fantasy showdown. <laughs> That's uh, right. The Shout one out. where we only have five players. <laughs> it's hey, it, it it is what it is. Um, thank you so much to to the Poop Culture Podcast again for including us on there and all of the podcasts that are involved on the twenty five team league. It's it's amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, the problem is we're th- this week we're playing a team that started Tom Brady. Ooh, probably not a sports podcast. Just just. <laughs> just just throwing that out there. Um, all right, guys. Well, that is our show for this week. Until next week, thank you so much for listening. I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. Adios. Adios, mio. <laughs> Adios. Oh, my God.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.